Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? So I heard you had a rough week. Oh, yeah, definitely. Pretty rough. Uh, I contracted covid a second time now your first and rodeo huh now my first rodeo and um it was funny because i just felt like i was tired on tuesday and i was at the gym and i wiped down everything uh and the gym that i go to is part of my apartment so nobody really uses it so no one was there and so my uh one of my one of my co-workers tech me is like hey can you take this like can you take over this meeting tomorrow i'm not gonna be able to do it i have a doctor's appointment i was like yeah sure sure go ahead and then i texted i was like hey uh about that appointment you know uh i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna do it because i was feeling i wasn't feeling well and one of the people and then one of the people i know for sure was like at risk and i feel like i was just like all right let me double check and i want to like put that person you know yeah at risk so yeah i was surprised i didn't I didn't come in contact with anybody that had COVID. Um, it was, yeah, it was super unexpected. And first night sucked, but I'm a, lot, I'm a lot better now. All I have is just like a sore throat and cough here and there. But, you know, I'm hoping by Monday I'm, off, I'm out of quarantine. So, no, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do a test. If I sound like crap today, it's because I woke up like an hour before we recorded. And this is my, this is, I'm, I'm assuming knowing you, Mr. Sandoval, mm -hmm. this is your first conversation of the day as well. Yes. Yes. This is, right. um, so a lot of like slurring my words, but <laughs> I, I feel like you should really give like more context to your, like, <laughs> to, uh, to your, uh, cause it makes it sound like you have COVID, but reality, no, I don't, I don't, I just, I er, earlier I was trying to explain it to you, and I when I was trying to explain it to you, I sounded like I was still asleep. Yeah. I I was like, yeah, you know, I woke up eight hours ago, and I was like, no, that's not what I did. I woke up at <laughs> eight, and then I took a nap at an hour or so. I took an hour or so later. Then I woke up an hour before the pod, and I was like, yeah, I just just a heads up, I might sound like an idiot at times, and yeah, I'm already there. Like we're not even two minutes into this pod. When he, when he texted me, I kind of had this like feeling that you wanted to push it back. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure because I was like, all right, if we're going to do this, let's do it, you know. But if not, then sure, we'll push it back. But like, I don't know. I kind of got like used to the whole like doing it after work thing because I'm already like, you know, up to do it. Yeah. But this is probably best. This is best to just let's just do it. <laughs> and And this is that's uh i don't know nike or something just do it yeah for sure yeah so i i think i think we chose the right time to do it because yeah you know what uh the one of the first things i told you i was like you know the clippers are playing well this pod might be a little boring <laughs> yeah definitely it's gonna be very boring <laughs> you know um, we're not we're not doing a eulogy we're not we're not <laughs> telling people uh people to lose their jobs we're not you know yeah tightly still employed you know uh, you know, 
he's done some coaching. Is I was like, all right, like things are good. Clipper, Clipper Twitter has been extremely silent. I haven't seen a lot of negativity, uh, and that's good, right? Like, I'm I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure, like, um, I don't the know, deepest darkest corners of Twitter, probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I don't know if there's a special um check mark that Elon has made for the dark corners of Twitter yet, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's some Clipper content in there. Uh, it's probably called Elon for sure. Those are <laughs> that's what they're called. Uh, <laughs> the Elon the checkmark. Corner, the <laughs> Elon checkmarks exactly. Um, but yeah, it's been refreshing, man. Honestly, and it's it's a testament to the fact that winning cures all. Oh, it does. Yeah. Like, have they been perfect games? No, but they have been games where what I always look at. at for good teams and we, we go back to the old warriors teams and stuff like that to me good teams are teams that you know could kind of get into a game flat-footed and then eventually flip a switch and then all of a sudden their five to six point lead turns into you know 10 to 12 or you know 15 points at a certain point in the game and then you just kind of maintain it and i feel like that's what the clippers have done for the most part this week like mm-hmm. We've already kind of went over the Memphis game in the last pod, but it is kind of related to the 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 next two wins we got. And the Memphis game, we struggled. We came back from behind. We won the game. Yeah. Then the Raptors game, it just seemed like we would get a lead. We would lose the lead a little bit. We wouldn't necessarily lose the lead, but it it would get a lot closer. It, that back and forth was happening pretty much all game. And then eventually we just pulled ahead at the end and we won the game, I believe by eight. Most of these games have been relatively low scoring the last two games, at least, which means the defense has stepped up a lot, which is a good sign. Cause I do feel like the backbone of this team is the defense. It's why we have two, two way players, right? It's, we're not necessarily trying to outscore everybody. We're we just think that if we play solid defense and we run our 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 set plays and stuff, we'll we'll probably be fine. Which that's the story of this week. Yeah, there wasn't any Jalen Brunson yesterday, but um, another game where it was close for probably the entire game until the fourth quarter, and then we pulled ahead and we just maintained that lead for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I they're solid wins. Yeah. And and they're against good teams. They're they're against teams that are probably gonna be in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Like they're not this isn't teams like, oh well, was it a good stretch or not? Or you know, it, it was a good stretch of teams that we played against and we got some wins. So yeah. These are teams that can beat us for sure, if they yeah. come in and punch our guts for sure, uh from the get go. So yeah, I would take these wins for sure as a as a positive stride towards something that could go towards our swing, uh, go like I guess like start a momentum for us. I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, right now, what are we fifth seed? Uh, we are officially the fifth seed. We are two games behind Phoenix, and Phoenix doesn't have KD for at least two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. That injury did happen earlier in the week, so I don't know if that counts as a week. So maybe it's just two weeks now. I know they're going to look at the injury again, um, which is you know just going to throw this out there. A little funny that it happened in warmups. 
but uh, like we were yeah. talking, we were talking about how Katie's a little fragile, and then it just happens in warmups. Yeah. Um, but we are. It's so you, you never yeah, yeah, see yeah, that yeah. Kind of stuff. Like, Especially you know the, the the league's better when all when the stars are playing. Yeah, um, we are. I'm trying to do the math in my head. It's a little too early for this. We are five and a half games behind the Memphis Grizzlies. So I don't think we're going to get third seed at this point. There's only 13 okay. games left. I don't think we're going to be able, be able to make up half of that. Like, what we don't want to do is we just don't want to fall into the play-in, for sure. We don't want to fall into the play-in. And to be honest, I think we kind of made this point in the last pod, is we we wouldn't mind maybe getting the sixth seed if the matchup is good. Mm-hmm. Like, would you rather play the Suns in the first matchup, or would you rather play uh, the Kings or the Grizzlies? Just personal well, opinion. A, well, here, here's my thing. My my thought is, I don't think KD is going to rush coming back, because I think KD will understand what happened with the Warrior, Warrior situation, right? He rushed back, and he got mm-hmm. injured again. So yeah. I think he's going to take his time, and he might come in halfway through the series. So you know what? I'll take that. I'll take a half series with KD. And yeah. honestly, I don't. I think we have the wings to guard. I mean, fuck. What's CP CP three going to do? Fucking pass it to like <laughs> Corey Craig. I, yeah. I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think we have the wings to play defense on Devin Booker and KD. Um. I, th- yeah. I think we have. The, I think that's a good matchup for us. Um, they're not as strong defensively, and they're not as deep as they have been. In, that in that was time. another point. Yeah, their depth is for sure have been gutted for that trade. So, so they're top heavy. So the the team is designed that everyone on the team kind of needs to be available. Now, our Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, and DeAndre Ian enough to win some games against us especially if we do not go into the series with the right mindset absolutely they could go up 3-0 on us and i i wouldn't doubt that at all but if we're just looking at matchup and we assume everyone's going in the right mindset then i would say we have a pretty good chance against a kd list suns team even if it's just for one to three games yeah well, like you know, you know, it's pretty sad when you forget DeAndre Aiden's on the team, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'll be honest. Like, I haven't watched really, really much, like a lot of uh, Sun games, but you know, when I saw the Suns versus uh, the Bucks, it was on TNT, and I was just watching it with my with one of my friends, and it was just like, how's this guy considered one of the top centers, and he's getting outplayed by Brooke Lopez for sure. It's one of those and things. It's not a dig at Brick Lopez. Brick Lopez right. is a great, great center, but he gets he doesn't get a lot of like notoriety or praises as you know what we saw before mm-hmm. the bump and pay for DeAndre Aiden. Well, we're we're both into fantasy football, right? And it's kind of like every year we get into the draft, and there's only like four or five really good tight ends. It's kind of like that for basketball. Like there's maybe. Four there's probably 10 legitimate starting centers and then the rest are just people that can can start and they do start <laughs> and then and then 
some solid backup centers and stuff like that. But like DeAndre Ains just in my opinion really good because it's not like there's a ton of absolute good centers in the league. Like if you just compare stats, it's like DeAndre Ains automatically top five, top seven. But I'd still pref- I still like Zoo in that matchup. <laughs> like I understand Chris Paul's gonna probably try to get Zoo on an island at times. But Zoo created a lot of issues, I think, for Chris Paul in the past. So I'm not I'm not too concerned about that. And I think the thing is like, do we get home court advantage? Do we take advantage of the next week? Um, I know before the pod, you listed uh, some teams we were playing. I know the Blazers were one of them. I know the Thunder was one of them. Um, we played the Warriors again. We played the Magic. We played the Thunder yeah. twice, actually, in the, coming up. And then we played the Pelicans, which most likely will not have Zion. We play a Bulls team, the Struggling. Then we end up playing the Grizzlies. And maybe by the time that Grizzlies game happens at the end of the month, that Grizzlies um, twofer. Maybe John Morant's back by then. Yeah. But uh, we have a good stretch against teams that we could beat. And, uh, you know, like we should. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to drop a game. It's We're going to drop a game or two. It's the Clippers way. Uh, but this is a good stretch that we could probably make a run for at least getting home court advantage in the playoffs. The at least for the Clippers, first round. The most Clippers loss would be like against Magic for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I feel like we'll obliterate the Warriors somehow. We'll, we'll just, I'm they'll just obliterate. But this is how it's going to go: that we beat the Warriors badly, make up for that loss that we had, and then we get destroyed by Magic's. <laughs> by <the> Magic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll be very infuriated. I'll be, yeah. Sorry again. First conversation of the day, and I'm repeating words. But I'd be really pissed off if we win both games. Kawhi sits out like 20 minutes. Because it's just a landslide of a victory, and then he doesn't play against the Trailblazers. I will punch a drywall if he doesn't play against the Trailblazers, and he only plays like twenty minutes. So he's gonna, he's not gonna play. Just let's. I, I, I well, then you're gonna see a drywall behind me for sure. That's been punched. (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there. I still, I'm not gonna act like I'm better than anyone. But like at this point in the season, why are we still getting mad at this if we just know it's gonna happen? Because, like, I understand, I, I understand the season's on the line, but it is what it is. Like, if if he's not gonna play the next game after that Nuggets game in January, and he's not gonna play that Kings Golden State one, there's no way he's gonna play this Magic t- Trailblazers one. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a decent chance we'll probably we could still win both. Which one would you rather have him play? If I had to choose between one of them, uh, probably for the trail, against the Trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess uh, Lucy doesn't agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would think the Trailblazers probably be the one that you want to go for. I mean, you have Damian Lillard there, right? And they've been on sort of some sort of hot streak. So I think we we kind of need our star players for that one. Um, but you know what? You know. Now that I mentioned it, star players, our star players have been playing really well. They have. And that, and that's what's kind of giving the, me the confidence that like if we get into the like into the playoffs in a really good seeding, let's say you know, fourth or you know, it would probably just be it would probably just be fourth. That's the best we could yeah, probably yeah. do at this point. If we get into the fourth seed, honestly, uh, 
I like our chances. I think we have the depth. I think we have, you know, uh, I was going to say coaching. Maybe the coaching will show up for sure. But wait, I, think wait, we have wait, a I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, man. It's It's been on full display these last couple of games and coach of the year. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Definitely. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> maybe I'm getting too optimistic. You're right. Okay. Uh, until Marcus Morris has stopped showing that plus and minus, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, that's my favorite thing of this season. I I feel like, not to steer away from your point because you're making a solid point, but like I don't know, within the first five episodes or something of our podcast, or maybe no, it was right at the beginning of the season of our first year of doing this pod. We uh, I I I went off on Marcus Morris's knees. I remember <laughs> like, and then. Uh, by the end of the season, you know, I changed my mind. I was like, you know, Marcus looks good. You know, that fish diet or whatever he's doing, he's playing well, you know? And then this season though, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm getting that energy back of like, dude, you're not very good. And you're honored. Like I, you're not the reason why your plus minus is what it is. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not you. He's uh, getting an A on a project. He did nothing on for sure. Yeah. Like, my my favorite thing is that he was given the Julius Randle assignment and Julius Randle had a bad game. So it's just like there's these like <laughs> there's these like there's these things where it's like we all know it's not working. And then we're all asking Ty Lu to look at the stats and analytics. But the funny thing is the last week or so, the stats and analytics are proving why Marcus Moore should be in the starting lineup. <laughs> And it's like, no, <laughs> stop. He's, he's that quarterback that does like the celebration after like a QB overthrows the wide receiver. <laughs> like, yeah. That's me. No passes here. Julius Randall literally just hit the backboard uh, wide open. You couldn't even catch up. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're 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 walking toward him. <laughs> and then it just, yeah, it hits the backboard and it's like. All defensive player of the year. Let's do it. Dude. When he got to the rim, he got to the rim pretty easily. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Like, we have a good stretch coming up. We got to take advantage of it. I personally would have Kawhi maybe just play the Magic game. Get the guaranteed win. Um, My bias is different. I know the Clippers don't feel this way. But get the guaranteed win against the Magic. It's also a noon game, you know, I believe, or one o'clock game or something like that. That's a schedule loss, then. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I I would I'll try to get the magic game, have Kawhi play the magic game, and then uh if we do lose to the Blazers, it actually helps the fact that the Lakers are moving up in the standings and maybe the Blazers can make another little tiny run themselves and knock the Lakers out. But I know the Clippers are not having that mindset, but as host of LA Clips Forum, long-time uh, Clippers fan, longer-time Cl- Lakers hater, if <laughs> if we could get that to happen as well, like, perfect. But So that's where I'm at. Is like, just get the for-sure win against the Magic. And then what's what's let's just do the toss up game against the Blazers. Both teams are not playing extremely well right now either. So it's like hell. We could probably. I don't. I'm going to regret saying this. If both players wanted to sit out the Blazers game, 
maybe our dudes can make it competitive. I don't know when Norm's coming back. Apparently, he was supposed to be out for like two to three months, and he's now doing one-on-one drills before games. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I feel like we've been playing a little better with him. I think this is a good uh, narrative we could go into. Um, I'm not a big fan of having Eric Gordon and Norm on the team. I feel like they're just the same player, and sometimes we're playing them together. Um, so it's been kind of a blessing in disguise having Norm not out there. I'm I'm afraid Ty getting Norm back is going to result in some bad lineups out there. You got any thoughts on that? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do, I do, I do see that as a as an issue right now, but I think it's an issue that we can't really. We're just going to be burdened with for a while. Uh, in the long run, I think Norm is the answer. I think I prefer Norm over Eric Gordon. Oh, Gordon, Gordon, <laughs> Gordon. Sorry, jeez, my goodness. Uh, I'm just gonna go with EG. Um, I would prefer Norm over EG, though. I'll be honest. Um, I think he attacks the rim better than EJ. Uh, EJ. <laughs> no, he <laughs> does go by EJ though, so you're not you're not wrong. Oh, does he? Yeah, he goes by EG and EJ. Oh, really? My one of my coworkers goes by EJ. So mm. we were talking Clipper, and I said EJ by accident. And he's like, "I'm just straight up for the Clippers." <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's just skinny Filipino guy. Just like... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, what would you do to resolve that? Would you like implement um, one starting lineup or not? So, so... the other one. I know this is not a good method to, okay, how should I put this? This isn't a good method to have, but I would play both in the first half and then just play one of them in the second half. Whichever one played the best in the first half gets to play the second. That's what I would do. Like, I know it's not, that didn't necessarily work when we had three centers, but I would have them split some time. And to be honest, I would, I would, I don't understand why the Clippers don't do this enough, but like use these moments of like players coming back from injury or, you know, uh, situational like changes with like, you know, different players like Russ and stuff like that. Like there's a part of me that is like, why don't you just use these moments as a, as a reason why you're not playing players 20, 25 minutes a night? Like, when we first got Russ and he started, I enjoyed it. But if you wanted to kind of work within that narrative of like, hey, is this really going to be bad for the team or good for the team? Since Russ is brand new, you could have started him on the bench and see how he played before you put him in the starting lineup. Like... You didn't have to force it. And now it's like if you take Russ out of starting lineup, you're taking something from him instead of letting him earn and letting him gain something by getting the starting lineup. I feel like I also a... think you create like a media story as well, right? Like yeah. because Russ already has a a bad rep. And you do that now, you're adding more fuel to the fire. There's more stories to the Clippers. Yeah. And it's something we don't need. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I think Ty went too too quickly with this. So with this norm situation, him coming back from injury, I would 
ease like I would lightly and easily, you know, even if there's not a minutes restriction, just make a minutes restriction thing up on the top of your head. Just be like, hey, you know, we're going to bring up some limited minutes out there, stuff like that. So you could kind of like still have Norm in there getting, you know, doing his thing. But the narrative is he's coming back from injury. That's why he's not playing a lot. Has nothing to do with his basketball skills. If 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 we're all worried, and I think we've gone to this point in the season, if we're all worried about all these players' egos and stuff like that, and that's why Marcus still starts and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, then when certain moments give you an opportunity to uh for you to experiment and try something new to see if it works. And if it does, then be like, sorry, I know bad timing, but this is it works now. So you're gonna now be on the bench or something. Like for a, another example of this was when Marcus had that injury for a few days and he um there was a story of like the Clippers are gonna entertain having a different lineup. Even with this, without the story being out, just Marcus Moore is getting hurt. You could have tried something new, Nico, which they did, or you could try playing Rocco more, right? And if it works, you when Marcus Morris comes back from injury, just because he's now that he's coming back from injury, you can be like, hey, we're gonna ease you into the lineup again. We're gonna ease you into the games, which means now you could experiment with the Rocco thing. You could experiment with the Nico thing. And if that's better, then just quietly be like, all right, well, sorry, Marcus, this is working. And then when it stops working, we'll give you another shot. Like, I don't feel like Ty Lue or the Clippers take advantage of any of these things. The only time I could think of they really took advantage of uh, like a narrative with injuries and stuff was when John Wall got hurt. And was like, all right, we're just going to rock with the T-Man Reggie thing for a bit. You know, that's the only time I thought they really took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. when they forced him, right? <laughs> that's what we kind of felt like what, 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 uh, what Lawrence Frank did for Ty Lue, right? It was force him. He got rid of the point guards. He would run to the ground. Mm-hmm. And basically forced him to use T-Man in a position that you know, we didn't really see him there a lot. And when we did, you know, we liked it. He brought some chaos to the lineup. But, yeah, Ty Lue always runs into that whole run your vets now, right? So he trusts his vets. You live by, you die by it. Let's see what happens. It is yeah. what it is now. Like, the, the, the blessing at the end of the season, let's just say it doesn't work. And this is where I'm kind of at. Like, I have my narrow mind on this season and then like what's working with certain games and stuff. And then I have like my, uh, what's the meme? Like the explosive brain thing where it's just like, it's like, I I'm understanding that with or without Tyloo, if Tyloo even sticks around next year, he could, you know, even if he has a bad year, he could still stick around just the way the roster construction is going to be after next season with all the expiring contracts that we have, it's going to be totally different. We're gonna have a totally different team next year. Like we're gonna maybe still have the two, the two one three guys, but everyone around him is gonna be relatively different. Probably still have Norm unless we trade him. We'll probably still have Zoo unless we trade him. Like outside of that, like Morris is expiring, Eric Gordon's expiring, Rocco's expiring. And I'm sure there's a few more. I know there's like a light at the end of the tunnel, but I don't know if that light at the end of the tunnel is just gonna be like. 
Wiley Coyote is just gonna be a brick wall on the other side, <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, it for this season in particular, I'm surprised if Tyloo even says like it's hard to play eleven to twelve players. Then why don't you take advantage of these moments where players are injured and then the injured players coming back and ease into the lineup again? But instead, you're just giving Marcus Morris another twenty five thirty minutes a night, like, yeah. like. I think as fans, we just want to see, like, hey, when things aren't working, trying something new. That's all we want. <laughs> yeah, which which we be we kind of came accustomed to because that's what he was known for, right? Like when he first came onto the scene for the Clippers, he was trying new things. I mean, he cut all the he pulled all the starters and put in the second unit, and they started like mounting the comeback for the win. But that it wasn't like a white flag. It was just like you know what? Let me let's let's throw these guys in. It wasn't like him giving up. It was just it was actually a play to win the game. Whereas in right now, it just feels like he's so stuck in a rut, and he makes all these excuses. I need a point guard. I need a point guard. I need a point guard. Well, you get your point guard at the expense of basically destroying the chemistry that you are possibly destroying the chemistry. I'm not saying Russ is a bad player. Not at all. Right. I, we, you and I have been on Russ's court in Russ's corners. When mm-hmm. you John, when he dons the Clipper uniform, we're riding with them. Yeah. And you know what, to his credit, he's been phenomenal. Everything that he said he was going to do, I'm going to be there team first mentality. It's not about me. He's done that. Yeah. And he's yeah. done it well. And and everybody on the team has said nothing but positive stuff about him. Like Zoo, Terrence Mann. Technically, he took Terrence Mann's starting job, and Terrence Mann has said positive things about Russ since he's been here. I don't know if yeah. he's just he has a really good PR team, you know, and they're like, Yeah, <laughs> just 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 be a good team player, you know, that's gonna help you in your career, Terrence. But outside of that, everyone's been saying really good positive things about him. And Russ does bring something different to the team. Does it always work? Does he turn the ball over? No, that but that's the package you get with Russ. But we're getting Russ for buyout money, and we're trying to make it work. And you know what? It does. And there was a game this week where he benched Mook and Russell in the fourth quarter, and we went more of a defensive team out there, mm-hmm. and we held off the Raptors. Like, yeah. it's... Like as long as Tyloo makes those decisions, I don't think Russ is an issue on. Sorry, I don't think Russ is an issue on this team at all. As long as Tyloo yeah. can make a a call when he needs to make a call, that was yeah. that was our biggest concern from the beginning. Yeah, and I I feel like we always go back to the Russ thing, but that was essentially. I think you hit the nail where I want to go with this is we still see Tyloo making capable coaching decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, or not capable, but like smart coaching decisions. The Toronto game, pulling out Russ, pulling out Mook. That is what you need to do, or not pulling out, but sitting down. That is what you need to do. That is why you are the coach for the Clippers. That is the guy that took us to, you know, the Western Conference Finals. And there are no excuses for this guy. This guy has got his point guard that he started complaining about. He got it. He has the depth. I don't know any coach that would complain about having too many guys on the roster that can easily be in the rotation. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I, I know I'm going on to like a different tangent, but this is on tie. 
and the way he's managing the roster and how he's running it. Lawrence Frank has done a great job. I don't think Lawrence Frank in the politics of NBA right now, Lawrence Frank is doing a phenomenal job. He's making the stars happy. You don't want to make the stars pissed off because yeah. it's not like stars come to if they come to LA, they're not choosing the Clippers. Let's be honest. Who they're thinks choosing, they're gonna they're choosing Paul George and Kawhi? Exactly. And if Paul, Paul George Kawhi are unhappy, they leave. No one else is coming to the Clippers because mm-hmm. we're not the big game in town. Let's be honest. They're going to choose the Lakers over us anytime. We're going to go back to that. And that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to me right now, uh, I know I went into something different, but I just want to put it out there that this is on Ty Lue. No, I, until, uh, until our stars don't show up in the playoffs, if they mm-hmm. show up and they play well, Everything else to me is just Ty Lue. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, we have enough players where, because I, I was really hard, especially before the trade deadline, I was really hard on our supporting cast. But then it became, then we made some adjustments about it with our supporting cast. So then a lot of my uh, frustrations really did shift on Ty. And I was like, all right, dude, you got the pieces. Like, why aren't you building the puzzle here? And he's just like, nah, I really want to make this straight line in uh, straight line piece fit in the middle of the puzzles. Like, that's not how it works. Those go on the border, <laughs> you know, like where I'm at at this point is like, I, I see the signs like and that's what I'm looking for when I watch the games. I see the signs that it's it's beginning to work. It's just will Ty Lue make the right call in the playoffs? And the funny thing is now that we're getting closer to the playoffs, I'm going to put my confidence and my optimism that he will. Mm-hmm. I think if the Norm Eric Gordon thing is too much, he'll just ride with one of them. I think um, I think he mentioned recently he likes Eric Gordon spacing in the fourth quarter. So like maybe that just means he plays less Norm in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, And the whole Russ thing, like if it's working, it's working. If it's not working, then yeah, you sit him out. Uh, I understand some teams are playing off of Russ, and but I'll be honest with you, I think Russ has handled those moments extremely well. He's not forcing it. He's not. He does. He'll take a, a bad shot every once in a while, but you know when you're open, you're open. Mm-hmm. And but he's not like just pounding the rock on top of the key. He does something with it. He dribbles yeah. in. He collapses defenses. He. He yeah maybe he'll miss a layup there and there but like what Russ does on the court doesn't always apply to the stat sheet and I think that's like going making the joke about Marcus Morris about him having like a plus mind like I think I don't know what game it was maybe it was the Raptors game I think Russ had the highest plus minus on the team or something like that out of everybody yeah. You know, and like I, I think the plus minus stat is a little weird because like obviously when your starters are playing thirty to forty minutes a game, they're gonna their plus minus is gonna fluctuate, right? Mm-hmm. But the plus minus I think does matter for role players a little bit. Uh, it is a flawed stat, obviously with Marcus Morris, right? Uh, but <laughs> uh, but a lot of people are like well, see, like these are this is the offensive rating looks like this when Russ is on the court or. This looks like this when Russ is on the court. Sure, but like what Russ does on the court is, is I think, a little bit more than what's on the stat sheet. And as long as he's 
Ty Lue knows when to pull the plug on Russ during a game. I think it's I think it's something we can manage in the playoffs. Yeah. And you know, now that we're on Russ, I, I just feel it's so sad that like not sad, but I think it's so unfair that when we have these losses, we we had that losing skid. And that it was just like everyone outside of the Clipper fandom, or even some of them in it, you know, were basically automatically putting it on Russ. And it was just like, dude, like it's like no one watches the game. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. they just see a loss and they quit they like think it's okay. Well, you know, it's because your Russ is on your team. Especially a lot of Laker fans going at Russ. Uh, yeah. I'm loving the guy. I really want a Russell Westbrook jersey for sure now. So yeah, he he's been he's been playing I think well, and he's like you said he's he's accepted his role. A lot of people have different opinions on if he's actually like staying within the guidelines of whatever role that it what that was decided. Um, but like, yeah, like a lot of people like look back at the, like how we were doing before the trade deadline and then look at like how we did right after the all-star break and we had Russ and it's like, dude, that, that, that stretch we had wasn't that great. Like I, that Dallas game before still to this day pisses me off. There's not a lot of Clipper games that piss me off. That game pissed me off. It was the day before the trade deadline. And it looked like no one showed up to play. And I said, just get rid of all of them. And we ba- we almost did. <laughs> like, we got rid of all the guards. Like, And we were still losing bad games in that stretch. That stretch that we all say, like, hey, remember when we were good with Terrence Mann? Like, we, we still lost some bad games in that stretch. Mm-hmm. And that Dallas game was one of them. Without Luka, Kyrie's first game. Yeah, it's a more unpredictable game because now they have Kyrie Arena. We, maybe we don't have a game plan for that. We should still walk away with a win. That's what championship contenders do. Yeah. And and no one showed up. And that's why we got that's why we traded Reggie. That's why we traded everyone. And um instead of and I'll put it to you like this, but I think the bright part of this is like instead of us trying to figure out how to work John Wall and Reggie in a forty eight minute game, instead we're fitting Russ and Terrence Mann in a 40 minute. And I think that combination is a lot better than John Wall and Reggie. And maybe that stretch where we had Terrence Mann at the end. Like, I think Terrence Mann and Russell's better than Terrence Mann and Reggie. Like, yeah. Oh, I like, definitely agree with you on that one for sure. You know, and it's not like Reggie's out there just like absolutely lighting it up on <laughs> in Denver. <laughs> like, I, I, if you look at, if, if you look at like how he's doing. Yeah. And that's, it's just that's what happens, man. Season go, seasons come, and your body gets another year older, and mm-hmm. you know Reggie just doesn't have it. Um, still, I wish him all the luck. Uh, he wasn't doing great for us, but you know, still he did a lot for us. He, uh, I'll still always remember for like, oh, yeah. the you know taking on the load for the Western Conference final run, um, and I hope when. That if he retires for the season, I guess sign a one day contract, something like that. Like, yeah, uh, he joined the coaching staff or something, dude. Seriously, um, we, yeah, we always definitely. say that and no one's done it, but <laughs> <laughs> like we're on the coaching staff, yeah. Hey, yeah. man, <laughs> hey. I, I send the contract over. <laughs> hey, uh, Reggie, I know everyone's starting a podcast on the you know basketball. You can you can join us if you want. We're looking yeah. for a third mic, sure. Yeah, Reggie could be our third mic. 
and and Reggie's like, hey, so I haven't listened to any of your past episodes. Have you guys always been nice to me? Like, oh, absolutely, dude. We were like, so we 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 said like they uh, you're better than Russ, and I don't know why they chose Russ over you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Doesn't like, right. like fact check. He just does it. <laughs> He's like, oh, sure. I don't have the time just... to listen to all these. He just he's just too nice of a guy to ever question that. He's just you know he he did listen to the episodes, but he accepted our lie because he's like, oh, he's just, he's just too nice to correct us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I guess we kind of talked about a lot of things, and we talked about what's upcoming. I guess, what do you think is, I guess, the best possible outcome with the upcoming games that we have? We win them, and then, and then uh, we get into that fourth seed, and then with because I think our the next stretch of what's just called winnable games, right? And I would say winnable games up until that Grizzlies game. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have seven games. That's that's half our games basically mm-hmm. until the end of the season. If we could go five and two, six and one in that stretch, get the fourth seed, have at least a game or two cushion on whoever is the fifth seed at the time, whether it's Golden State or the Suns, um, that would be the most ideal situation. Like with a good solid one game cushion by the time we hit that Grizzlies back uh two game stint in Memphis. I, I think I think you're on it. I think you you hit it right. I think if you're you are literally the Doctor Strange of uh, <laughs> of uh, <laughs> honestly the the, 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 the only game I think we should give um and you're gonna you're gonna hate this because everyone does, for whatever reason everyone loves Kawhi until he decides to sit a game and then all of a sudden he's part time and he's just like he's, he's this guy I'm not crazy. I'm not lying if he sits out both games there's gonna be a He's not gonna sure. sit up. He's not gonna sit out both games. He's or or whatever, up. whatever. One game. If he sits out one of those games, I'm I'm gonna. Fight what him. if we win the game? What if we win the game? He sits out. I don't care. Okay. All right. <laughs> so sure, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's like all right. So in that seven game stretch, if we go six and one, and the one loss we have is just that one loss, we that's the only game I'm giving them some slack for losing is. Whichever game Kawhi sits, that's the only one. Yeah, whatever. I I don't give any. Don't <laughs> so give you're any saying seven and zero. Uh, season's a bust if they don't pull that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree with you. I'm just being a very salty person. Um, I I, I, I love I love Kawhi. Don't get me wrong, but man, those like sitting back to backs really irritate me. No, I get that, and I think, but to me, it's just come with the territory. I, I've, I've accepted it. I accepted it a long time ago, and the fact that on the games he does play, he's playing pretty well. And I, I know there's some games where he has a bad half, or he just he his shots just not falling. He has that very like line drive shot, so sometimes it looks worse than maybe it does, you know. Yeah. Um, but. I've accepted it, and I feel like he's played every game since, like, Christmas or something like that, except for one that wasn't a back-to-back. But all of them have been back-to-backs. 
and I so like if you you know maybe the Intuit Dome will change that. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Okay. Sure. Um, uh, like there'll be some back to backs, obviously, but I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't. It's he's he's playing well. Like, if he sat the back to backs and then showed up and just absolutely sucked in every game he's played, and he's only averaging like 13 points a game and stuff like that, I would be absolutely pissed off. I think I just think he's playing so well in the games he does play, and he's only missing one game every two weeks, every three weeks. I, I don't. It's fine. I'll trade that anytime for how well he's been playing. Well, that was the Alex like Forum. <laughs> <laughs> you can find our podcast where you find our podcast. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. Uh, Jesse, just give a quick uh, Patreon uh, ad right here. So we have a Patreon, guys. Uh, what? No way. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's it's a little crazy, right? We got we we have a Patreon for this podcast, um, where we do uh, extra content for the people that subscribe. We have one that we cover the G League, uh, not just the general G League, but the Clippers G League team, and we also cuss, uh, we also have another segment where we cover. Uh, Western Conference rivals. We talk about who we're looking at, who we're concerned about, and sometimes we just straight up talk. Shit, so uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll be quite honest. So we are haters at heart. Um, but yeah, uh, it's only three dollars, and it just really helps us support the podcast, support all the things that we use for the for the podcast. Uh, we're not becoming multimillionaires on this bad boy, uh, and we don't care to. Um, but yeah. With that being said, we appreciate everything. We appreciate the support, the the love, the following on Twitter, the the listens that we get. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything. We didn't think this was ever going to happen, and we appreciate it. And on that note, you guys could be doing anything with your time, but you're spending it with us, and we appreciate it. I think that's it, Jesse. We're out. Later. All right. I just walked out. <laughs> <laughs>